0: This is Salty. Hey, Spice, I've got a question for you. Sure, Salty. You're a scientist, right?
1: I uh, lean that way, yeah.
0: What happens if you take two hydrogen molecules and mix them with an oxygen molecule? I just stop and think, because I'm not a chemist.
1: What happens? If you add a little electrical energy to help them bond, you get water. Water. Maybe,
0: I don't know, just spitballing here, but maybe we might want to talk about
1: Water. Oh, you mean because our bodies are 70% of the stuff? And if you don't get enough of the right kind, you die? No. Is that why? I'm thirsty. Oh. So I'm going to take
0: a drink. Oh. Here we
1: go. Nothing like power ah. suggestion, ladies and gentlemen. Ah. That was we did good. a podcast a day or two ago on placebo and nocebo effects. Ah. Yeah, I can make him thirsty by talking about water. You should have seen him scratching after the one where we talked about... <laughs> Parasites. Yeah. (laughs) He's still scratching his head. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. (laughs) So I got extra drinks in the cooler back there, so we're good. We can go ahead and talk about water. All right. Water. We're good. Okay. Water. You really don't realize how beautiful a thing it is to be able to turn a tap and get safe, potable water, particularly at any temperature you want, until that ability is no longer there. I'm going to tell you a story.
0: I'm going to tell you the story of the spigot.
1: Oh, the blessed spigot. The blessed spigot. <laughs> the
0: spigot. All right. We, were, we, we ride bikes, okay? This has been 10 years ago or a little more. We ride bikes, okay? You know that. And we were out on a trail in Iowa. In fact, I'll even tell you the trail because it really doesn't matter. I mean, we don't live anywhere near there. and so it was. It's a trail called the Cinder Path, and it's in Sheraton, Iowa. It runs between Sheraton, Iowa and Derby, Iowa, and then it goes up some other little town, but it's not well-maintained, so we don't, you know. Anyway, so we're there, and I've got a bicycle that I, a, a, a recumbent bicycle that I was riding at the time, and I was fairly new to the bicycle, and it was a really, oh my gosh, it was 104. Not exaggerating. It was a 104 degree day.
1: Yeah. It, and this recumbent bike one. had
0: a had a bladder, like a Camelback. Okay. And then she had, uh, she have a camelback? I had a camelback. She had a camelback. So anyway, we're we're on this path. It's not paved. It's kind of rough. And it's all uphill. The whole bloody way (laughs) is uphill. We didn't know it was uphill. Fortunately, we start at the bottom because you always want to start at the bottom and go to the top because that way you can
1: ride back down when you're tired. To be fair, it's only uphill the whole way on a 104-degree day. On other days, it's halfway downhill and halfway uphill. Well, anyway...
0: It seems like it was uphill. But, but it's, it's not even that long of a ride, okay? It's only like 10 miles. So it's not that big a deal. I mean, you know, we were doing this. Is, these are back when I was riding 7,000, 8,000 miles a year. And that's not an exaggeration. Um, but so we're up there. And by the time we get two-thirds of the way there, I mean we're talking only six six miles, but it's 104. I was out of water. Because so I'm sucking this, this water down. Like, it's going out of style. Now, I understand absorption. I get that. You
1: want to talk about absorption? Do
0: you mean evaporation? Absorption of the the amount of water a body can absorb.
1: Your gut can only pick up about a liter of water from what you swallowed and put it into your bloodstream per hour. No matter how much you put in your gut, only about a liter of it is getting into your bloodstream per hour. Any more than that just sloshes around and makes you feel sick.
0: Yes, but... See, your brain doesn't know this. Brain knows I'm thirsty. Yeah. Drink more. And, of course, I'm sweating. We're both sweating profusely. She's out of water. You know, we're sitting here going, uh, okay, well, she's almost out of water. She's not quite, but pretty close. And we're sitting here going, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? So we get up, and finally, after this epic
1: ride, which...
0: Probably, about 45 minutes? Yeah. We, <laughs> it just felt like an epic
1: ride. I had one emergency backup water bottle left. <laughs> and at that rate, we knew he wasn't safe to try and ride back. So we had a plan. See, where we I, weren't just drinking yeah. water. You water. Ha-
0: we were cooling ourselves with this water, too. Yeah. You know, it, this isn't just going in. I mean, we're having to, I mean, it's 104.
1: So we had a plan whereby I was going to, ride my bike back to the car using my one remaining bottle of water while he sat in the shade, and then go pick him up with the car. So we come up,
0: we get to this little town, Derby. I mean, Derby is like two houses. I mean, it's like, like a town. It's like... And we get there, and at the right when we get into town, there's a city park.
1: In that city park was... A picnic bench and the spigot. The spigot. An old-fashioned pipe sticking out of the ground with a... frost tree. Frost-free, pump, outdoor handle on it. Not not real pump, but outdoor handle. So we lift it up,
0: and we hear the gurgling.
1: Something's coming. Something's Something's coming. coming Something's coming. And it does. And after the first two seconds, it's even clean. You know how old pipes get. There was a little rust in the first couple seconds. We were expecting that. And undergoes the head,
0: and undergoes the rest of us, and we're just, we're bathing in the blessed spigot.
1: Thank you, people of Derby, Iowa, for maintaining a freely available water supply. That kind of exercise will teach you the value of being able to open a spigot and have potable water come out. Right. Well, we assumed it was potable water,
0: I mean, because it was like in the middle of a town. And it was attached
1: to the public water supply, which makes it a very good bet.
0: Yeah, so... Thank you, Derby, Iowa. Anyway,
1: that's just—it's an example. It really wasn't that dramatic. We just—this is—we're using it as an yeah, example. Yeah, we had of, a plan. We're cool, and there were two houses in Derby, Iowa. We yeah, we—we we probably weren't that much, but we still but, loved the spigot.
0: And we don't want to go to somebody's house and get water because we're self-reliant. You know, we—we we have the self-reliant streak in us, and we're not really—we don't want to depend on other people. And we're horrible at house guesting because we don't want a guest because we don't want to depend on you to take care of us. At least I am anyway. She's she's a better
1: house than I am. Anyway. Okay with that, but. Moving right along. Potable water is probably going to be the one of the first things to go anytime there is a civic problem because it's so easy to interrupt. In uh, the emergency planning meeting, I'd forget what it's officially called. We went to uh, not too long ago, they recognized that and that's one of the problems they saw, hey, it this wasn't World War Three. this wasn't an apocalypse. This was a big ice storm. And they already recognized we were going to have problems getting clean water to people because there wasn't enough electricity to uh, run the pumps and the stir in the water tower. And if you don't keep the water, I, the water in the water tower moving in the winter in places like ours, it freezes. And then you you've got a little like little a gallon of cr- water left in your... Yeah, you <laughs> It's like ice a big close lollipop close of ice up there. <laughs> not much good to anybody.
0: Normally um, it's not a problem because, you know, the town's using water and, you know, it's stirring and
1: you're yeah. good. There's so power ice. outages do it. Earthquakes do it because they break lines. Lots of kinds of uh, public problems interrupt water supply.
0: I'm going to ask you if you know. I know. She
1: knows. But I'm going
0: to ask you if you know exactly where your water comes from. I mean exactly. Like, if you lived in St. Louis, for example, you would know that your water comes from the City waterworks. You might know. But where, where does the City Water Works? Well, their intake is just north or south. I have to forget. It's just right near
1: the Chain of Rock Bridge over the Mississippi River. It's north of the Chain of Rock Bridge.
0: Okay, it's a little castle thing. It's
1: actually kind of cool. Strangely enough, I know where St. Louis is,
0: Water so that's where they, yeah, they um, mostly. In, if you live in a big city on a river, you're drinking river water, and your water intake is from the north of your city because they don't want to drink the water after it goes past your city. Um, but anyway, so, but do you know where it comes from? If you live in the burbs, where exactly does your water source come from? What what has to happen with water? is there's a lot of pumping and to get that pressure up. And, our city water comes from a very long
1: way away. Yeah, our city, At, our city water comes from a very long, ridiculous amount of way. Uh, purification is a problem, too, because when you're getting water from rivers, as most people in big cities are, they better be purifying it right, Yes. or you've got problems. So we'll
0: assume as preppers that you will have plenty of water on hand for you.
1: Yeah, several days worth of water for everybody in the household, potable water just sitting in one of those storage safe water containers of your choice. We use 55 gallon drums, water uh plastic
0: blue 55 gallon food safe drums. That's what we use. You use whatever you want, of course, but
1: Yeah, if you don't have the time or space for that for the short term, you can get one of those 7 gallon containers. You can clean out a bunch of uh, old milk jugs and store them in the bottom of a closet. Just please dump the water and replace it every year because those plastics aren't really meant for long-term storage. But if you replace the water every year, it's still cool to do a, it that way. A lot of people, practically free. A
0: lot of people will use uh, the two-liter pop bottles. They work great because they're easy, easy to stack. Yeah. Um. But yeah, dump them every year, and you're good. So. We're assuming that you've got that. Short-term ought to
1: be covered. Yeah, short-term ought to be covered. But what have you got in the way of filters? Oh, by the way, remember that you may well be wanting to use that to flush your toilets with if the problem is just water supply and sewer's okay. You can flush a toilet by dumping some water in it to make it flush. Although, frankly, your sewer's probably not going to be okay for very long. Yeah. Because
0: they require lift stations and stuff like that that all run out of power. And the processing facility itself runs on power in most places, but not all. Okay. You may have a lagoon system.
1: you often get a day or two out of it
0: a day or two, yeah, um, so sewage is another thing you 're going to have to have to plan for and podcast eh, for another day. podcast for another day uh, sewage yes
1: so short term easy uh, longer term. You want to have some way to purify larger quantities of water in the place you intend to be. And you want to have a way to purify water on the go for whatever kinds of mobile emergency bags you keep. So, a method or two in every
0: travel bag. Let's talk about, let's get, let's get one thing off the table immediately because it's the one everybody knows about, boiling. Let's just get that one off yeah. the table. First, you want to pre-filter your water, of course. Obviously, you know that. Because just get the trash, the floating trash out of it. Maybe cut down a little bit of the...
1: Unless it looks like pure, clean tap water. Then right. you don't need to pre-filter. But, you know, run it through, a put
0: a stretch of T-shirt over a five-gallon bucket or something like that. Pre-filter, you just get the, the, the worst of it out.
1: Uh, as somebody who's worked in chem labs, let me tell you, you got these little uh, colanders and strainers... You use to strain other stuff. That makes a great support to put your T-shirt or your cheesecloth or whatever you're using as the pre-filter in.
0: Right. Now, if I'm going to do this, I'm I'm planning on using my, uh, I'm just take my take one of my old T-shirts and uh, put it in my spaghetti strainer. And it should work just fine. It'll fit right on the top of a five-gallon drug, uh, drug, five-gallon bucket. I know this because I've tried it.
1: Yep. And it works great. So if it doesn't look like good tap water to start with. Then you pre-filter it to remove most of the junk. And then you burl it. Yeah. Or do you have to burl it? You say burl,
0: the local way of saying boil. Technically, you don't have to boil water. You just have to get it a certain temperature. But...
1: But the temperature is so close to the boiling point that you're not going to stick your finger in and know it's hot enough. Because that would be really stupid. Exactly. So instead, you boil it so you know you've gotten it hot enough. Okay. A lot of places you go, they'll tell you to boil it for so many minutes. First off, the absolute necessity is that you bring it to the temperature, which is about 200 Fahrenheit. So the water that is actually boiling is hot enough right then. Short of things that live in the hot springs at Yellowstone or at the bottom of the ocean. Which won't make you sick, by the way. Yeah. They're not designed to parasitize people. You're going to be fine if the water is boiled at all.
0: Because when, they, when you cool it down enough to, even if the you were to drinking the Yellowstone water, when you cool it down enough so that you don't, like, roast your insides drinking it, they'll have died. So, there
1: you go. No, they won't, but they're not going to grow in me either because I'm not but hot enough. I'm sure they would die. They have to have that thermal. No, they don't.
0: Hmm. We're going to have to have a conversation
1: about this, <laughs> not on the podcast. I disagree. I bet they I, would. I, I, ju- I just geeked out. Sorry. All right. I bet they would. So the reason they tell you to boil it for so many minutes is because if it's a little bitty container and it's boiling, the whole batch of water is hot enough and you're golden. But if it's a larger batch of water like a big pot because you're trying to purify enough water to last you for that day, then the stuff that's boiling at the bottom, it's not mixed up yet, and the stuff near the top or over at the edges might not be the same temperature, and there may still be microbes living in it. So if you're in a hurry,
0: or if you... Not necessarily in a hurry, but you want to save fuel. So you don't want to boil this, you know, use any more fuel than you have to use. Or, see, when you boil water, it steams and you start to lose water. So you don't want to waste water. Stir it.
1: Yeah, put a lid on it until it's at a full rolling boil. Pull the lid off. Stir it around good for 30 seconds or so at a full rolling boil. Everything will be hot enough. You're good to go.
0: Right. Well, if you stir it, you stir the thing... And you notice for a second or two, it stops boiling. That's where you hit the cold water, the colder yeah. water.
1: The cooler water mixed with the stuff that was boiling temperature and, and the average was below boiling temperature. So once you
0: once you stir it to the point where it continues to boil the whole time, you're done. Yep. Or you put it in a kelly kettle, which we love. We love our kelly kettle.
1: Yeah, you should see my review on the kelly kettle on the uh, yeah. BBBY site. Kelly kettle
0: is the easiest way to do this. Just... Throw it in there, throw in a few sticks in the bottom, maybe a couple pine cones, and you're good. Boil it, yeah. you're
1: good. Fast, low fuel, safe, boiling. Convenient, and the easy. sleeve of water in a Kelly Kettle is small enough that if it's boiling at the spout, it's boiling in the whole thing.
0: Right, and we, we are not paid endorsers of the Kelly Kettle. They have, we had to buy our own. We're just happy users. I just like it a lot. So,
1: anyway. So, bring it to a full boil. You're good. Even if you're at altitude, it's going to be hot enough if it's boiling. Now, if you can't boil water. Boy, you you need to learn to cook. Mm -hmm. Sorry.
0: No, no. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's true. But if you're in a position where you can't boil water, like you're you're on the move and you just can't do it, um, you use a water filter. The good news is all water filters are created equal. No matter what you do, they all work equally well. Right?
1: Wrong, but thank you for playing. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I may be
0: wrong on that.
1: Yeah. Uh, First, pre-filtering is even more important if you're using a water filter to purify your water. Because to catch the microbes that cause illness, the filter has to be pretty tight. It has to not let very big molecules through, which means it's going to clog up in a hot second if you start running silt through it. So pre-filter well is the first message. Then the type of filter you buy makes a difference. You can get cheap ones that are uh, basically the expense and the ease of use are both regulated to how porous the filter is. You got four major categories of potential things in the water you need to worry about. Okay, five. Biggest are... Sharks. Uh, <laughs> I got her with that one. I got her. You just look at the I, it. You got six. Okay. Sharks. Six. Predatory fish. Shark. They're, they're really, really big, and you pretty much have to get in the water with them before there's a problem.
0: So, yeah, don't put any sharks in your filter. Okay. We're past that.
1: Piranha's right out. Okay. Even bluegill in Missouri will take a bite out of you Yeah, they will bite you defending nose. their nests. So, anyway. Okay. No predatory fish. Okay. Next. So, five are what are called eukaryotes. They're things that have cells like our cells, about the same size as our cells. There's a bunch of that, and that is actually the biggest threat in our local water. There's this guy called Giardia. It's oh, a single-cell Mr. Giardia.
0: protozoan Sounds like organism. a nice Italian guy. What do you mean?
1: Sounds you like a nice Italian guy until you get uh, an everlasting case of the runs. An and
0: everlasting we, case of the runs. We
1: absolutely have that on surface water and streams in our part of the world. Because it's passed around among small mammals like raccoons and stuff like that. And it's in their feces. And yes, they do do that in the woods. And then it rinses down into the lakes.
0: I have a friend who was up in the mountains and drank out of a clear mountain stream. In clear, stream. pure a
1: Russian doctor. mountain stream. This is who a doctor. Known. Doctor who okay. should have known better.
0: He's a doctor. Okay. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to mention names, obviously, but you know the person. And he got a really wicked case of Giardia. And he's had trouble with it
1: forever. It's hard to purge once you got it. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's, You'd think not, because you're purging right, left, and sideways when you've got it. But But it's hard to really get rid of the entire It comes back on him. It burrows into the intestinal mucosa in a most disgusting fashion. It's better not to drink the things. The good news is all the commercial water filters that you buy, unless they're just flat-out defective, will stop the protozoans like Giardia and the things like blood flukes and the things like the roundworms that you can all get through their water. They're pretty big. They have big cells. Yeah, they're pretty big. So they're all going to be stopped by any not outright defective water filter. And most of the... Not a t-shirt.
0: Right. Most of the stuff you need to really worry about, at least in our part of the country, most of the stuff... Is actually pretty big, yeah. For filter for filter purposes, so something like a Life Straw, which you know is just a, a standard, Cheap very idea. inexpensive, very small, will stop easy Giardia. easy to put in a small bag. Absolutely, yeah. will start stop Giardia and,
1: and bacteria and bacteria, which so. is the second major threat, and it's the next step down in size. Bacterial cells are live cells; they're smaller than our cells by quite a bit, but they're still cells, so they got to have a. A bunch, of whole bunch of molecules included in them. They're big enough to be stopped by most of the water filters out there. So if you read them and they're the size indicates they'll stop bacteria, that means you're not going to be getting nasty things like Vibrio cholerae, which gives you cholera. Ew! You don't want cholera. I don't even yeah. want collars on my on my shirt. You're not going to get Montezuma's revenge, Montezuma's which is caused by a strain of E. coli. Baby. Uh, E. coli contamination is very common in waters that commercial farm animals are anywhere in the vicinity of. You know that
0: E. coli is a communist plot, right? Did you know that?
1: I did not. I didn't even notice they were red when I looked at them under the microscope. It is because, you know, there's a type of E. coli
0: called E. coli Stalin. It's because of Stalin, you know? Stalin,
1: (laughs) he caused that. Because Stalin. (laughs) Because Stalin. (laughs) Yeah. I Did clearly you know believe that 100%. Okay. Missouri stretcher, Lord. Uh.
0: Yeah, you have to realize I li- I'm from Missouri. I, I'm not really from here, but I live here. And, and we have a, a tradition in Missouri called the stretcher. And that might be a Missouri stretcher. Could have been
1: one. All yeah. right. Okay, so bacteria cause, prop- uh, bacteria and protozoan among them cause the majority of the waterborne diseases. And most filters will catch both of those. So that's the good news. The bad news is, not everything. Hepatitis A, for example, is a virus that is fairly common and fairly easily transmitted by water. Right. And there's a couple other viral diseases. Polio, which we don't have much of in the U.S. because most people have two brain cells to rub together and they get immunized against polio, so we don't have a whole bunch of it.
0: Because vaccine... Yeah. It's
1: not even a shot. Yeah, it's just... Some it's drops a drop. put on your tongue, and it has probably saved more lives than any other single vaccination I can think of. Yeah, the last polio epidemic we had in the U.S. before the vaccine came out claimed something like thirty thousand kids' lives in two years, if yeah. I recall correctly. And destroyed a bunch more. And destroyed a bunch more. Those we... whole iron lung yeah, things we you a... see sometimes in museums. This is that's a whole... not how you want to spend your existence, guys. We had a we had a good friend who... Uh, Tom. Remember Tom? I remember Tom.
0: Yeah, he had he polio li- when he was a li- kid. Yeah. He was one it of them. Got into his nerves. Uh, and um, he basically lost the uh, use of his left arm. And it's, he, had, he lived, didn't live all that long either. I don't know if that had anything to do with polio, but... Uh, very
1: likely, yeah.
0: But yeah, he he died pretty young.
1: Nice guy. It tends to affect breathing muscles. Yeah. So... Respiratory infections, things are a real deal.
0: He would okay. have been about 65 now had he lived. So that ought to tell you about when he had it. He got it when he was a kid. No, yeah. I should tell you about the, the outbreak. So anyway,
1: pressing on. It's not a big problem in the U.S. now, but there's always a small number of cases. Uh, some that come in from overseas and some that are passed along unvaccinated people. Because children are usually pretty free with their poop, too, to be honest with you. Yeah. In fact, and, uh,
0: frankly, polio is one of the things that does appear in the Amish community. They no don't
1: Yeah. Okay. So, in a type of situation where water purification goes downhill for a long period of time, I'd start worrying about polio. Hepatitis, which is hepatitis A, which is fairly common in the population right now, but not usually spread through water because we purify the water, and polio are both viruses. Those things are too small to be caught by some categories of filters. you got to read the label when you buy the thing. Uh, make sure it's catching viruses. Oh, by the way, there is an intermediate size called Rickettsia. They're like really tiny bacteria. Some of the filters that catch bacteria will stop them. Some won't. They cause things like Rocky Mountain spotted fever, but most people get those from ticks.
0: Okay, now I'm going to throw in a kicker here, because... One of the other things you can do, other than filtering, I'm going to throw in the kicker. One of the things, other things you can do, other than filtering, is chlorination. Does chlorination kill viruses? Ooh, she's looking up at the sky.
1: She's not going to. uh, Not going to make a say that without consulting her oracles. I mean her wiki or something. Uh, because uh, it's an oxidizing agent, and I'm sure it's not real good for viruses, but I'm not sure that all the viruses that cause disease in humans don't have any protections that can stand that level of chlorination. So
0: this is, this is what's known as a curveball. And See, we don't know every dadgum thing. Sometimes we have to look it up. So I'm going to just Google it. Here we go. Are you ready? I'm driving, so there's only one way I can Google.
1: I could get back to him at another time. Siri.
0: Google, does chlorination kill viruses?
1: Searching Google for does chlorination kill viruses? Cor- <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly what I knew was going to happen when you try and ask Siri any dang thing about science. So, She's not a science chick. She doesn't know the language. Yeah,
0: so we're going to find out if <laughs> if, if it's
1: chlorinated, Like, you can king somebody if there is bleach in his water. Who knew? <laughs> I love Siri.
0: Most of the time, she gets it wrong.
1: But uh, Yeah, I'm not even going to look this up later. I'll find out, and we can get back to him. Okay, we'll get back to We can to put you. it in the uh, show notes when we link it, because I do want to look it up. Um, I don't know, because I know that the water treatment
0: does several things.
1: The yeah. thing with uh, viruses is that they are not metabolically active until they're in one of your cells taking it over, which is why they're hard to affect. I think the oxidizing agents still do them in, but I'm not positive the oxidizing agents. Boiling does them in. Boiling does them in. Heat is bad for those, for their viral bits in the interest of not getting accused of using to the long boards,
0: right. Well, the reason I, I was thinking as you were talking along this, because one of the other things that we are we going to mention here is chlorination because that's another that's another thing you can do. But go right ahead yeah. on the on the little bitty five little guys, yeah, six kind of
1: sharks. The tiniest is the prion diseases, like chronic wasting disease and mad cow. Which fortunately, and those no, are individual proteins, which means they are way tinier than anything a filter that passes that you can pass enough water through to drink is going to stop if you want some a filter that's going to catch something that small the pores are so small you actually got to force the water through it and it takes a long time and none of the commercial water purifying stuff that i'm aware of will get rid of prions and boiling doesn't get rid of prions because they're extremely heat stable proteins the good news is they're not generally transmitted through water i'm not saying it can't happen i'm saying it doesn't usually happen
0: so what we talked about is so far as filtering and when you're looking at a filter you know you have to it's kind of more like risk management Get an idea of what the water is you're drinking, where it's coming from. I mean, is it, are, you, are you drinking water out of a creek that's, that's downstream from a cattle lot?
1: Uh, get a bacterial filter for that one. Yeah.
0: Okay. I mean, you really. I mean, are you drinking something that's coming straight out of the ground, like from a spring? You might think that's clear. and It is clear, but that does not mean there's not giardia in it.
1: It really doesn't. The risk is lower but not zero. Because we, it's filtered by sand and silt we on the dive, way to the spring, but not it's not certain. We dive in caves, okay?
0: We dive in caves in Florida.
1: The water is crystal clear.
0: I mean, it is absolutely gin clear.
1: It looks better than what comes out of your tap.
0: But it's not safe to drink.
1: No. Because so, of
0: microbes. Got microbes in it.
1: Okay. And it's, they've also got a lot of, um,
0: right now, they've got a lot of agricultural runoff in it, too.
1: Filtering... Which, well, that's nitrates, and that's more of a problem for long-term ingestion than from I'm in an emergency. Would have that in a lot of surface water, too, but no. not, on our, not at our place because we built our pond downhill of only things that are, do not have either a, a whole bunch of pesticides or fertilizers or anything applied to them. So filtering is my best on-the-go option because it doesn't take the energy Required to boil, unless I'm making tea for the Kelly Kettle anyway, then i got some boiled water on hand.
0: Now let's talk a little um, bit about wells. you got a well on your property. Let's say it's one that you use every day. If you've had it tested, um, government can do it, private can do it, you know, there's water testing companies, and it's safe. It'll be safe to use after in an emergency. It yeah. will be. You just have to figure out a way to get the water out of it. But
1: some well, well, wells have water that feed down through them, f- by overt cracks in the rock. Right. Where it's not well filtered by the overlying rock layers before it gets right. to the that's well. that's why I was getting it. And that's yeah. why you need to have them tested before you fully trust them, or you need to filter the water that comes out of them. And you should regularly
0: sure. test your well, every year or two.
1: Because rock cracks. Erosion. Yeah. Now, if you're, you know,
0: if you are breaking open an old well that used to be used you can 't trust it because this, the whole idea of it sitting there unused, you can just assume that there 's going to be bacterial invasion into it because there there will be we have we don 't have a well on our property or our property in town, but we have a cistern, and I would feel perfectly safe using the cistern as a place to pull water from. To start the filtering process. Sure. Just like I would my my pond. But I certainly wouldn't drink that stuff straight out of the cistern. My goodness, no.
1: No, absolutely not. Cats tend to carry a couple of nice protozoal diseases, and uh, cats poop on the land, and the water washes into the cistern and washes through that. So. Not cool. Okay. okay. Go filtering ahead. my favorite, because it doesn't take the energy to boil, and it doesn't make the water taste funny. Right. But in my bags, I've also got these little bitty, tiny pill bottles yes. of purification tablets. Because you can put a lot of water purification tablets in a little bitty, tiny space. Right. And as far as I've read, they're heat-stable, which I keep my bag in my car in the summer, so that's an issue. And they're cold-stable, and I keep my bag in my car in the winter, so that's an issue. Now, not all water filters are cold-stable.
0: I want you to pay attention to this. If you carry a live straw, if it freezes,
1: you're done. Especially if it freezes while it's wet, I, because so, it's the ice crystals cracking open the filter.
0: Yeah, so just that's a, that's an issue.
1: Yeah, I good don't point.
0: I don't leave uh, my filters, uh, my live straw filters in the car. Now, I used to, I actually like the Sawyer filters better, but that's that's me. They're a little. Anyway, we're not getting too much into brand names. Our main, our main, main bug out bag filter for our big bug out bag is one of those really good, really, really, really expensive Katadin filters. Yeah. um, That does do viruses.
1: Those will do viruses. It does everything with pre. And you get a decent flow through of water so you can collect a usable amount of water. They're not free. And
0: then we have for our house, if we, if we need it, we have a big Berkey. Yeah. The big Berkey's, they, they do viruses too. And so, of they're just a big, it's a big device. So it, it, the water flow is a reasonable rate through uh, the three elements that we have. It can come through pretty quickly. We actually don't have it assembled at the moment because
1: we got it for emergencies.
0: Why start wearing it out now? So
1: anyway, go right the ahead. The purification tablets are a nice, in my mind, backup option. Right. Another... Uh, they are not, by the way, light stable. Don't let them sit in the light. Good point. But um, keep them in the dark, and uh, they're good long term. Bleach we'll... will do the same thing, but uh, I'm not going to go through the instructions right here. Um, I'm gonna, I was just a...
0: touching on that. Bleach and pool shock, Hydra shock. Uh, we'll do a post on them. On, on the podcast, because it's more of a specific kind of thing, because you've got to look for exactly the right ingredients. You can use bleach. You can use pool shock, hydroshock. But you 's got to be the right one. You've got to make sure that it's bleach and nothing else.
1: Sodium hypochlorite. Sodium hypochlorite is the only ingredient. And, okay, we'll table that one to be used later. It's an option. Right. But know what
0: you're doing before you do that. And then watch your... Watch your... Uh, What's your dosing of that?
1: I have a problem with bleach in that I know that many people don't drink as much as they should when they're out in the heat. Right. And uh, if you don't work out in the heat regularly, then you're not very well heat adapted and getting heat, heat fatigue or outright heat stroke becomes a heck of a lot more likely. And that's dangerous. Heat stroke can kill you. Right. And borderline dehydration will sap your energy and sap your ability to do stuff.
0: Sorry, we have, we're we having a, a, a GPS moment here.
1: Yeah, the GPS has just it's all of a sudden to started to
0: send us somewhere. I have no idea we're trying to send <laughs> us. We just ran some random...
1: I think some hacker hacked into our GPS and was trying to lead like, us out ah, to some place in the woods here? to Sorry. sell us a... Uh, summer vacation property or something sorry, sorry about
0: that we're just like what where's that setting us i just headed on for the speed yeah so yes i'm
1: sorry we got have portable ways to purify your water know how to use them
0: and also yeah I, one of the things i hear about people with boiling water i don't like boiled water it takes flat well just put it in a uh, container and shake it for it's, it tastes flat yeah. because it, it loses doesn't have the enough oxygen. oxygen in it. So that just
1: reoxygenates it and carbon dioxide makes nice tang.
0: Yeah, so just shake it in a half-full container, water bottle, whatever. Just fill it up half and then shake it real good, and it'll reoxygenate the water and it'll taste better.
1: And make sure you drink enough of it because if you try and scrimp on water too much, you open yourself up to a bunch of other problems. Not only heat stroke, but if you do it chronically, kidney stones. And I stone cold guarantee you do not want any of those, particularly if no good medical care is close okay. at hand.
0: Um, so, yeah, water. There we are. We're going we're gonna to do another complete show on sanitation and dysentery. And uh, not right at the moment we aren't, but...
1: In gonna... the meantime, don't get any dysentery. <laughs> In the meantime, yeah, it's...
0: Help, we'll help you out here. Don't get dysentery. Always a good tip. Clean your water. Drink only clean water. Cook your food. Wash your hands. Brush your teeth. Brush your teeth. Brush Make your, your ice
1: cubes out of it if you're making ice.
0: Ice cubes yeah. out people of clean miss that. water.
1: Wash your vegetables in it. Wash your
0: vegetables more than you think you need to. Because most people just rinse their vegetables off and it looks good. Uh, you can catch you can get some really nasty diseases from lettuce, especially uh, iceberg mostly
1: lettuce. that's from the E. coli in the water that was sprayed on them. That's right. But, I, I know you hate iceberg yeah, lettuce as the devil. It's, he's it's he's the devil. He just on his anti iceberg lettuce kick here. Iceberg lettuce <laughs> is the devil. The end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we live in the Midwest, home of the iceberg lettuce. We digress a little bit, and because uh, it's always good to digress a little bit. And I despise iceberg lettuce. I like romaine. I like some of the others. But iceberg lettuce is the devil. It's like packing material that wilts. (laughs) (laughs) There's no use for iceberg lettuce other than to destroy the taste of food. Anyway. Okay, now
1: that your opinions on that subject have been registered.
0: Okay, well, we're going to... Drink
1: up, drink clean.
0: We're going to call this one. And um, we'll catch you on the next show, as always, if you want to help us going to record this and just tack it on to the end of everything. But
1: nah, it gets ignored as soon as you put on the recording that people have heard before. Okay, because we may tell a joke at the end. There's a
0: chance. There's a chance that you'll hear a joke at the end. So you gotta hang with it through the through the
1: uh... part where we ask you to spread the word about this broadcast with your through friends. your social media or your frenemies.
0: We don't care. People you don't even like. Just spread the word about the podcast and about the site. Beans, Bullets, Bandages, and You.com. I'm, I am salty.
1: And I'm spice. Trying to help you thrive. No matter what happens. And you know what? There's no sharks here. No sharks. I've never had that problem. I would never considered it. I've, you learn something new every day. That's right. I've swum with sharks, and I didn't even consider they were going to eat me then. Except for that
0: one big white tip oceanic, but that's I, a totally I didn't swim with him. <laughs> yeah, you know, we did, we just kind of looked at the boat, he he's kind of looking at us, like, eh, "Come down here." I, I considered
1: here. that and considered he can have the
0: water at this I point in time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a piece of you, Bobby. Right. Okay,
1: we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye.